नमस्ते गुड मॉर्निंग दब्जेक्ट इज आई थिंक की टू इंटेग्रल योगा और द कीज टू इंटेग्रल योगा एंड देर इज नॉट वन की बट मेनी कीज दट आर गिवेन टू अस देर इज वन मास्टर की एंड देर मेनी कीज बिकॉज we can enter the mansion of the lord the chamber of the divine beloved through many doors each door has its own unique key through which we can enter approaching from this aspect or the other aspect but by the very nature of the integral yoga it is best if we can integrate all of them in the fullness of the divine realization ashwabindu says we are not called upon to speculate intellectually on these things and he also cautions us that the goal of this yoga is not to become a superman a supramental being or a great yogi <laughs> these things are the results of the yoga which is up to the divine to grant not grant and their purpose is basically so that we grow into oneness with the divine we live in the divine we live for the divine we live by the divine there are some beautiful terms that shrivinda has used in the synthesis when he speaks about the goals of the yoga samipya to be near the divine not outwardly but inwardly salokya to be in the same status as the divine in the same plane to dwell in with the divine wherever we are sadrishya so that we grow in the likeness of the divine sadharma so that our nature begins to have the same nature as the divine's nature so these are the things that grow as we grow into nearness and union with the divine and the comprehensive term for all these things is the supramental because in the supermind itself we find that unity which fuses many sides of the divine realization otherwise we have one sided experiences realizations of the divine and we know that each of them can become a whole school a sect a cult an approach but shrivindu wants us to have the fullness of the divine and therefore the integral the word integral means that by its very nature but nevertheless we can start with any of these keys and uh, to my Uh, mind the key that the the image flashes of the mansion of the divine as uh, the matri mandir or uh, let's put it like that the symbol of the mother so the symbol of the mother is that there are 12 petals through which we enter we can pick up any of these qualities and take it to its extreme we'll touch the divine it's very interesting because um Uh, in in if you go back to the scriptures of the sanatan dharma at one place shrivinda says that in indian thought people loved extreme you take anything to its ultimate extreme to its absoluteness take the story of harishchandra he practices only one quality mainly truthfulness 
subordinates everything to it and he goes to that extent that even in dream he has promised something and he must give it he has promised it in his dream nobody there is no witness and when the seer comes vishwamitra to ask what has been promised in the dream he doesn't flinch but gets up and says this is yours and takes it to what extreme similarly there are stories of love savitri itself what an extreme of love where you plunge into death and take the challenge so any quality if we can develop it to its utmost we will touch the divine and ultimately many of these processes of yoga are meant to do that for instance one of them is keep process is concentration even in life nothing can be achieved without concentration so what concentration means well since we are using the word key if we ever see anyone making a key i don't know if anybody has seen someone making a key not in factories but a duplicate key okay there is a place in pondicherry where you 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 need not lose the key to find it you go there and watch everything is such a learning experience so what does he do he sees uh, the key or the mold the lock and then he has raw material he fits in and he knows where all it needs to be polished and then he gets about a job every groove must fit correctly and rightly and there is no scope of even smallest of flaws so he the people i mean i know myself who will make the key for the most difficult locks how do they do it even the smallest detail they don't miss and so that requires a kind of concentration concentration in ordinary life upon whatever we want to achieve and with regard to the divine concentration upon the divine when we concentrate upon the divine that energy through which we concentrate becomes like a laser beam thought concentrated becomes one idea idea concentrated one day pierces through the magic circle and the doors to infinity open normally thought is discursive all the time it is going into all kinds of directions jumping from one to another we have already spoken about it so heart emotions tied by hundred strings attached to so many things not only we are attached to people <laughs> we are attached to places we are attached to objects we are attached to food <laughs> so many things but when we draw all of them and turn this uh, energy of emotions onto that one face behind all the faces we love or long to love then it becomes like a laser and it cuts through the magic layer magic fence which nature has built the fence of ignorance and we have the contact with the divine beloved similarly with life concentrate all the energies of life gather them back pratyahar from all the desires and efforts and on one single effort to serve the divine to find the divine and it opens the door so this is how one makes the key by potentiating is the raw material is the same everybody has everybody has that um, concentrate the will toward the divine it becomes omnipotent concentrate the will in desires it becomes 
many desires as it is described it becomes uh, you know all the time struggling to achieve this or achieve that so this is how this is the basic process similarly when we use the word purification what is purification the same energy is being refined 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 take it to its utmost you'll touch the divine it's refinement constant refinement so we know that as we refine anything it becomes more and more powerful that is the principle of homeopathy it's not many the magic is not in numbers magic is in quality one lion one elephant so that's you know has a something very powerful and beautiful so this quality is created by refining every tendency every energy has its crude gross action and when we refine it it becomes it slowly slowly it becomes more and more capable of a divine action and the soul process of psychicization spiritualization eventually supramentalization is take the energy of love it has a very crude action mother describes it as the ladder of love do you love me yes okay then maybe i love you that's how it starts then it goes to next step i will love you but i want love from you most human nature will stop with one of these two levels third is i love you irrespective of whether you love me or not but please do acknowledge time to time you must say <laughs> that's required that's the love which mothers have for their children uh, in human um, relations very difficult to have that so then the fourth level is doesn't matter you acknowledge or you don't acknowledge my nature is to love what can one do so one loves regardless of return regardless of anything coming back and then one simply loves because one has become love and then it bursts into the whole creation so you see how how it becomes more and more uh, refined so when the desire element goes away the ego element goes away when all these cravings lusts all these go away the same energy we are not to discard anything this idea that we must uh, outwardly renounce and therefore go into a forest is an old idea because we carry our nature in the forest we don't uh, escape our nature that the story of king shikhidwaj and his wife chudala chudala is a realized lady and uh, shikhidwaj marries her not because she is realized but because she is beautiful and she is both so she marries her, he marries her and he is uh, obviously his relation with her is purely based on the physical form the body but for chudala she lives in a very different state of consciousness she knows he'll outgrow this so after some time he outgrows <laughs> so when he outgrows uh, then slowly he starts feeling what is this world he starts feeling experiences detachment uh, you know when we are disappointed so he says i want to go to forest so chudala knows this also is a stage she says okay i'll govern the kingdom so he goes to the forest then after some years this lady knows that now the time has come to wake him up so she goes there and talks to him she changes her, she she assumes the attire of a uh, young mendicant and goes and asks him so what are you doing he says i am trying to find god oh okay so what have you done for that i have renounced 
everything for God. So what have you renounced? I have renounced uh, my kingdom. So she said, oh, it was yours? Now he's in for a little shock. I have left my wife. Oh, she was yours? I don't stay at one place. I wander. Oh, so you mean that places where you stay are yours, even if temporarily? So he's on the verge of, he says, what shall I do now? Okay, this is my dress. I am going to take it off. He says, is this yours? And then he says, I'll jump off the cliff and leave my body. She says, fool, don't you understand that by leaving things outwardly, you don't realize. It is that inner leaving that is required. And then he has the realization. They come back and the, then they have the, in the real terms, and they lived happily thereafter because <laughs> only two realized beings can <laughs> live happily thereafter. So this is how the whole story goes. <laughs> so basically when we refine, it's not renunciation means what? It means to renounce those things, those elements which distort, disturb, create turbulence. It's not to renounce attachment is to discover love, recover love in all its purity. To renounce all these uh, uh, shreds of information on which we build systems of knowledge is to discover true wisdom. So this is how, these are the fundamentals through which we prepare the key. These are the basic practices, concentration, purification, renunciation. It's a lifelong thing because always one can discover something or the other. In Savitri we have a description which comes in book um, 3, Canto 3. When Ashupati has already gone through all the planes of consciousness, he has stood at the doors of the unknowable, he has entered into the heart of the Divine Mother and then he discovered there are still some impurities left. And then Shobindo writes, Lest this small little grains of imperfection through which truth which comes could stumble in. That's how they are there in the subconscious nature. So he says at that point of time, he tore desire up from its bleeding roots and offered to the gods the vacant place. At last a mighty transformation came. His soul was all in front like a sea. This is the basis of the new creation. Without that, you know, we'll only be talking about the new creation while um, coloring the old and giving it, uh, you know, like fashion. You go from bell bottom back to bell bottom and call it plazo. Okay, so that's how the. <laughs> I'm sorry if I have used the wrong word. <laughs> I don't claim knowledge about these things, <laughs> but uh, I claim no knowledge, in fact. So, but anyway, so this is uh, how we sometimes uh, talk about the new creation by coloring the old. But that's not what should be the wants. He does not want to put the old wine in a new bottle. Very nice. <laughs> he says, I don't want to give my sanction to the old fiasco. This has been the reason, reason why uh, previous these movements have collapsed. There have been movements. For instance, look at what happened. Sikh society, Shurabindu says Sikh, okay? uh, that they, are, they were the people who tried to create a spiritualized society. Shurabindu endorses in the beginning. And now it becomes a Sikh society. Simply because it has lost that inner thing and look at where it has collapsed. To what point? 
look at any movements. He says, I don't want to give a sanction to that. And that's why no new religions, etc. So having said this, with this background, we can come to one key after another very quickly. So these are, we know, the 12 qualities through which we can enter into the doors of the divine. So the number one in terms of list the mother places is sincerity. She says if there is no sincerity, don't touch yoga. It's like a fire that will burn, scorch. And sincerity means central sincerity should be there Why we are seeking the yoga. If it is to become superman, supramental being, to become a yogi, tapasvi, swamiji and whatever else, guruji, all kinds of things, lecturer, teacher of integral yoga, scholar, whatever it be, then we are in for trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> divine for the sake of the divine is the central sincerity. And the mother would say, if you don't have it, don't touch the yoga because it's a fire that will burn. And once you have turned to the divine and said, yes, uh, that, uh, I want to be yours, and the divine has said yes, then nothing in the world can separate you from him. So that's why sincerity is the most important. The mother has described it as transparency. No show and shams, which we are so accustomed to doing. We put up very, as Shubhindu says in the synthesis, that we put up unconsciously almost the dress that will draw admiration from whatever group we are in. Look at the order of monks with all due respect. For one Vivekananda for whom, on whom the orange robe was absolutely perfect symbol of sacrifice. The color orange is about sacrifice, the color of sacrifice. Kesariya. But Gherva, whatever way. But for many, it is the dress which spontaneously draws admiration or okay, Guruji, Swamiji. Whatever we may be inwardly. So very unconsciously these things happen. So we should be very careful that you know, all show and sham, all hypocrisy is contrary to spiritual life and for the supramental life, the mother says the one thing that will it will throw out is hypocrisy. All else can be transformed but she says hypocrisy particularly. So any kind of show and sham, trying to impress, all these are part of that whole thing, sincerity. So be transparent before the divine. Tell the divine whatever is there inside. Don't try to hide from the divine, deceive the divine. Because he knows the motives. Why does he want us to tell us to know how much we know, how much we are conscious? Because it's only when we become conscious then the, then, then the yoga takes place. So sincerity is a fundamental quality and what goes along with that is humility. Shobindo is one of uh, the letters is humility is a sign of Go on on before in spiritual life. Why? Because, you see, if I believe, I know. Then the Lord will say, all right, be with your knowledge. <laughs> we have spoken so much about it, about that philosopher. And this is the problem with very well-read people. It's very difficult to turn them to the divine. And Sri Ramakrishna says something very interesting, which has been endorsed by Shurabindo. That there are two for whom there is hope. One, the unlettered peasant. He said, I don't know. <laughs> unlettered peasant. And see, she's, she's Ramakrishna's own example. Unlettered peasant. 
I mean, he knew vernacular, but uh, well, hardly. I think sixth standard he studied. But what a knowledge! If you read his Kathamrita, I mean, there just conversation. Vivekananda who thundered in Chicago, and when people asked him, "Oh, you are so good," he says, "Oh, you know, you don't know my guru. He can create hundreds of Vivekanandas, and yet outwardly unlettered peasant. And the other, those who having read everything." Yet they feel it is inadequate. It means that even if one has read all the shastras, Vedas, Upanishads, Gita, um, the Bible, the Quran, and God knows every possible scripture, and yet there is something else, something is missing. I need to seek more, seek beyond. For these two, there is hope. For the rest, one is caught in that. You know, so that's why humility is so important. Having read everything, having you know, still this idea that I do not know. This humility has nothing to do with before people. Oh, I don't know anything. Then inside one is thinking, yes, of course I know. You know, <laughs> you know how it gets bursted. I don't know anything. And then if the other person says, you know, you were saying something. Don't you think that that is absurd? Ah, huh? you call me absurd, and you know, you don't know what I have read. So, so. <laughs> It takes a minute to puncture bubbles. So humility is before the divine. Whatever one may know is nothing compared to what can be known. And when we approach Shurabindu and the mother, the master, the guru, this way, rather than, I have read, you know, I have read some strange things. You know, one of the books I read, uh, not read, but it came across my hand and I just flipped across because the chapter drew me and it was situating Shurabindu. I was, you know, surprised that somebody has to be very high grade, God knows what, to situate Sri Aurobindo where he should be in the realms of consciousness and the hierarchy of consciousness. I said, thank God. <laughs> God, you saved me from becoming one such type. <laughs> Academicians, scholars. Asmuk Bhai told me that, you know, you people are scholars and, well, please, sir. Child is good enough. So this is the this should be before the divine humility. And then another thing which is most important as a key is aspiration. We spoke about it yesterday. Without aspiration, one doesn't move. And what does aspiration mean? It accepts no obstacle. Doesn't matter. Even if the world is refusing the divine, even if there is darkness, what will aspiration do? It'll keep intensifying the light. Someone said it in another context, but uh, but but one can apply it. So the context was that someone says uh, love is the best medicine, and the person said, "What if it doesn't work?" So the reply was, "Increase the dose." <laughs> so, <laughs> so aspiration opens the door. What if it doesn't open? Intensify the aspiration. What about everything is obstructing it? Intensify the aspiration still more should become a fire we should become a fire completely you know which before which no obstacle and if there is still something which is resisting it means the fire is not yet strong enough so to aspiration is another you know key that opens the door and along with aspiration goes courage shobindo says that without courage two things he says most important courage and love at another place he says faith they can alone can save the soul alive so this courage is so important because 
when we move along life courage is important even for life i think and so beautifully the upanishad puts it na yamatma balhine this yoga is not for the weak courage implies taking the challenge of the unknown courage implies entering the ocean we don't know where we are going to fall and yet it is courage that takes the leap what may happen we may drown all right it's worth the effort so courage implies of course along with courage the fifth quality is prudence so courage is not rashness there is prudence it doesn't mean that one just blindly throws into something and at the same time even one advances courage makes us advance it frees us of all fears this may happen that may happen but at the same time it takes enough prudence is about assessing things rightly to give an example that you know if uh, faith cures there is a very beautiful message um, in the ashram nursing home so one starts with this that okay i have complete faith and it will cure me i i am i sure prudence will show us that no in the body there is fear take a little bit of medicine and this medicine can become something which can assist the healing process it will also show that you know probably i am being egoistic that i'll i want to show that i am not taking medicine probably i am being rigid so prudence gives you a right understanding a right assessment uh, keeps the balance of things so along with courage there is the need for prudence when we walk on the spiritual prudence is also helpful that i just don't sway in any direction anywhere and everywhere just because there is you know uh, kalanemi may be sitting out there you know we have uh, alluded to the story of kalanemi nowadays it's doing the whatsapp round all over so kalanemi somebody who assumes the form of rama uh, not rama but ram bhakt so we should be very careful prudence will caution us no just because uh somebody writes before one center center of divine something doesn't mean that uh, prudence will make us careful that look here probably this not the place where i should stray into it also comes with discernment discernment helps us to understand these things there are several markers for that so along with prudence one quality which is alone can take us very far and deep into the not just revelation of the divine but action of the divine it is peace how beautifully mother says in peace and silence the eternal manifests allow nothing to disturb you and the eternal will manifest peace is the sign of the divine presence just as ananda is the sign that the divine mother is around peace is so peace is the static aspect shiva whereas ananda is the dynamic aspect of the divine so peace is the if if there is peace if we just cultivate peace regardless of anything everything and mother gives a very simple way she says call peace as you call a friend peace 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 shanti 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 but that to not like shanti shanti where are you shanti not you know not agitated shanti she will go away she will say this fellow doesn't know how to call me <laughs> shanti 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 how beautifully we have grown up on the daily dose of these mantras antariksha shanti prithvi shanti 
Akash Shanti. How beautiful this word, Shanti, you know. It's magic. Peace, peace, quietude, peace. And if you grow in peace, automatic peace, ultimately take peace, not the peace of the dead, but the peace, not Shava, but Shiva. And it can extend into every situation. Even in the worst of seemingly impossible situation in the battlefield. Peace, 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 peace. It's a magic remedy. Not only remedy, it automatically puts us in contact with the divine presence. It's like a key. And all that it requires is to call it. Peace, peace. God, get into the habit. Otherwise what will happen is, if you are not in the habit and sometimes suddenly we remember, oh we are supposed to call peace and peace and then doubt, Mr. Doubt comes. I sure the number was nine one one, not peace. <laughs> oh yes, I am doing the wrong thing. First state is peace. This, as a doctor, I used to teach my students. First state: if there is a snake bite, what will you do, sir? We'll put a tunique, immobilize the part. I said, all wrong. First, practice immobility yourself. Be in peace. Then be mobile, then do the rest. Because if you are in peace, you will transmit that peace. And that peace is healing. Peace is the matrix in which the divine consciousness works so beautifully, powerfully, magnificently. But if you are all the time disturbed, questioning, grumbling, complaining, then even when the divine consciousness is working, it has to first clear the field because it's full of turbulence. So peace. Resist all that takes away the peace. Stormy debates, animated discussions, trying to prove a point, so many things, you know, storms of passions, gusts of lust and all these things, fear, doubt, so obviously, you know, they should be cleared and peace, peace, stay with peace. And with peace comes equanimity. One of the qualities on which Shurabinder has written, um, I think, perhaps, in terms of chapter, definitely maximum chapters dedicated to equality in the synthesis of yoga. And of course, uh, S is on the Gita. So much so that in ancient yoga, it was said that samatvam yoga uchyate. If we are in a state of equality, we are in a state of yoga. And equality operates at all these three levels. Beautifully, Shri Krishna describes, Shitoshna whether the temperature is hot or cold. So I don't know whether air conditions and artificial means have done good to us from the yoga point of view. So that's why if you want to practice yoga, come to India. By living there, you will practice equality. Shitoshan. <laughs> Even if you have AC, it may not work. You have no choice. No, now things are working okay in all. But still there are many people who don't use it. In ashram, most of the people don't use AC. They're very fine with it. Never feel the... And in Pondicherry heat, so Shitoshna. Suk Dukheshu. Things may be pleasant, they may be painful. And we should remain in a sambhav. And there are various ways of cultivating it. It's a long topic. Sometimes one should have only, maybe it's a topic worth a whole seminar. How to cultivate equality? So much importance Shubhinda is given. But three basic ways are to learn to endure the touches. Then the other is to face with a stoic calm. And the third is resignation to the divine will.
जिस विध राखो राम एज यू कीप मी सो आई एम हैप्पी सो दिस बिकम्स इट्स नॉट शनिंग देर सम पीपल मेक ए फेटिश ऑफ डिटैचमेंट सो इवन वेन देर इज अ बेड दे विल स्लीप ऑन द फ्लोर दैट्स नॉट इक्वेनिमिटी इक्वेनिमिटी इज कहो तो मोतियन मांग जड़ावा कहो छिटका राकेश विच मीराज भजन दैट इफ यू ब्रेड माई हेयर्स विद पर्ल्स आई एल डू इट हैप्पीली बट इफ आई डोंट इवन हैव ए स्ट्रिंग टू टाई अराउंड इट आई लीव माई हेयर्स फ्लोइंग हेयर नॉट हेयर सॉरी फॉर द ग्रामर लेट माई हेयर फ्लो सो दिस इज यू नो करना फकीर फिर क्या दिल गई सो इक्वेनिमिटी इज कल्टिवेटेड एंड दिस कम्स वेरी नेचुरली दिस स्टिल द प्रैक्टिस इट कम्स वेरी नेचुरली बिकॉज वन गेट्स सो मच एब्जॉर्ब मोर एंड मोर इन द डिवाइन दैट वेर इज द टाइम एंड एनर्जी टू थिंक अबाउट दीज थिंग्स हानि लाभो वन सीज सुख दुखेशु हानि लाभो profit and loss one sees these things come and go o queen o king the events that made thee on thy road though they touch thy body and mind with joy and grief are not thy fate they touch thee a while and pass the road the goal thou choosest are thy fate if one is focused on the destination then the things on the way don't matter when one is going to pondicherry train stops flight cancellations all it doesn't matter one knows it's okay i have to reach there that's all and when one is at the feet of the divine bows at the samadhi all is gone one comes out and then says how was the journey are theek hai this happened that happened so this there are various ways equanimity develops so equanimity is if, even for life shurbindu says especially in outer life when one is leading a normal life she says the one practice one should do is equality hani labo jaya jayo victory or defeat in all these situations to remain equanimous knowing that the victory belongs to there is a very beautiful poem of shurbindo the divine worker all poems are beautiful but there he says that victory is thy passage mirrored through fortune's glass failure is cradled on thy deathless arms look at you know this is out the divine worker those who work in the world even for ordinary karma yoga and of course in shubhendra yoga fundamentally the base on which the house of new creation can be built if peace and equanimity and the eighth one is endurance if these things are not there endurance is necessary because the path is not easy It doesn't mean that we have to do some very difficult things we have to endure the pace passage when you know it is said the path is difficult it doesn't mean that we have to do difficult thing but human nature has to be changed as we read yesterday you know millenniums of muck which is lying here it takes time to clean and cleanse so we have to be we have to wait go through the process sometimes very uncomfortable things which come out of ourselves things which we saw in others oh that fellow is like this oh this fellow is like this then we will say one day like kabir buraj dekhan main chala mujhsa bura na koi i wanted to see bad in others then god made me see all the evil of the world is harbored within us it's a very sobering and intimidating experience when you see that all the tendencies are there in you it's just a question of combination so not try to become a sadhu bachcha before the divine he knows us 
So they will come out and what do we have to do? Mother says, bear, share your own burden of the anti-divine and offer it to the mother. They, they can be very, when these serpents come out, uh, which are hidden inside, the sewers flowing through, people see in dreams, <laughs> sewers flowing through, dirty roads, spoiled things, but that's a cleansing. Afterward the garden will, you know, then it will become a garden, but first the divine cleans, like we know the tennis ground in... Um, in the ashram, how it was a dump, sewer dump area. And government gave it for a, some very small lease, thinking what anybody can do with it. And the mother took it. And her children, Dada, Birenda, Udar, all these people, and they got together, cleaned it today. Just go and see it, something amazing. And mother has played tennis there. And thankfully now it has come to the ashram because it was on lease so there was this it's a prime property on the seashore and there was a lot of pressure to take it away but mother's grace it is you know now permanently with the ashram but that's how things started it's okay doesn't matter some people get into you know who can't endure they come Auroville for example somebody wrote uh, a book uh, what is that book something a dream gone something 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 I don't know uh, anybody remembers uh, so someone asked me my opinion uh, or the utopia that never was whatever it is so somebody asked my opinion about the book I said see that man is not meant for Auroville that's all <laughs> he wants a ready made utopia in which he can walk in and enjoy the pleasures like you know the Arab spring world I said that's not a utopia utopia you will enjoy when you have labored for it otherwise you will not deserve it like the Rakshasas Asuras who once went to heaven because Shiva their mother's Diti told them that, look, you are being partial to my children. Only Aditi's children are in heaven. My children are not. Shiva says, is that so? Okay, they can go also to heaven. How? Nothing. He presents himself as Somnatheshwara temple. Uh, I mean, Jyotirling. He says, all that they got to do is offer some milk and they can walk into heaven. Now all the gods are in. What is this he has done? But Shiva is Shiva. Done is done. <laughs> so they go offer and walk. So all the Asuras enter into heaven. Now they are having a gala time. And all of them are asking Shiva, are you okay? Did you give this boon in one of your high states with, you know, <laughs> bang? So he says, no, no, I know what I am doing. So they go there and he tells them, why are you people worried? You should share things. <laughs> so when they go, one of them spots Kamadenu, the cow which, you know, can give whatever you desire. And now the fight begins. Who will own the Kam Denu? So Indra comes and says, this is not a public property. This belong, This is a public, anybody can, who needs. It is not based on who owns the Kam Denu. See, we are our own version of communism, okay? So, <laughs> this is not uh, mine or yours. Even the state doesn't own it, okay? So, <laughs> so, but they, Asura is an Asura, he must drag, it doesn't matter wherever you put him. So they start dragging, fighting, killing each other and finally <laughs> they are thrown out of the heaven. So he says, Shiva says, what can I do? I made them walk in but they want a ready-made uh, utopia to enter. It doesn't work like that. You can't have a, you know, the, we have to deserve it. So for that we have to endure. Those who do not endure, Mother says, victory comes to the most enduring Another place she uses the word perseverance. This goes with endurance. Perceiver. Perceiver, some equality which one learns from the crow. You see, shoo away the fellow hundred times. 
ही विल वेट फॉर द अपॉर्चुनिटी कम बैक जब पुट ए लिटिल थिंग यू विल कम बैक और इवन द फ्लाई परसिवरेंस सो द मॉस्किट ऑफ परसिवरेंस होल नाइट इवन लेट यू स्लीप ऑल दीज गुरूज आर फाउंड ओनली इन इंडिया सो यू नो one mosquito will teach you a lesson which you cannot learn through deep study of yoga and giving lectures on yoga the mosquito will teach you endurance faith everything <laughs> so you know perseverance how to persevere 100 failures continue 101 times 1000 times one falls 1001 times so perseverance and whoever has persevered we know they have succeeded this to get one of the things about vishwamitra story is this the man falls that's not important but he rises again once somebody uh, jokingly i was heavy rain in pondicherry and i was wearing those slippers you know which rubber slippers and as i was climbing up the dining room stairs all water i slipped and fell but fell in a very nice way as if on a throne so i got up again and again i tried and again i fell so there was a lady who was standing down below she said ah great man has fallen so i said greatness is not in not falling <laughs> greatness is in rising up every time you fall <laughs> so i said in fact if you have never fallen you can never be qualify for greatness that the whole <laughs> shobindo says never fight under the banner of somebody who has never failed in life because he does not know how to lead truly so anyway so this is a journey one may fail one may fall all this is part of the journey not to be filled with guilt condemning oneself complaining against other but to get up and he told this to uh, niruddha he said oh lord this has happened that has happened he said so why are you lamenting get up brush your pants and walk again at another time he says you know i am having this problem that problem he says yes i know but you see you have to go through this uh, practice of equanimity uh, i did my share and passed ma now your turn <laughs> so all these things you know the divine is not here to make our life comfortable but to make us grow one with him which is very different from making of course we can take that attitude make my life comfortable okay people can have that um that kind of relation and he'll do it art artharthis but artharthis those who are seeking the divine for personal things are not yet into yoga we are talking about yoga yoga is jigyasu and gyani things begin to change there so we see that um, you know perseverance endurance they are all required and then comes goodness mother has used the word goodness goodwill we can use the word goodwill that we don't want to hurt harm somebody deliberately we want the good of everyone yes many times because we live in ignorance and there is a divine destiny and a higher plan which operates and very often trying to do good we may end up messing up like the surgeons they have a license i don't want to say for what but it is done with goodness i mean i i believe that most doctors still you know have that basic goodness so they are trying to do something good and yet things may not happen so goodness is that where the best of that other person is in your heart you are keeping his good in your heart you are not acting to deliberately 
malign to bring down with that intent. This is that intent where the goodness should be reflected. And along with that goodness comes another very important quality and that is gratitude. Mother says gratitude and enthusiasm are two qualities which come straight from the psychic. In fact, human beings can be clearly seen from these two. The person who is awake in the soul is full of gratitude. Automatically, it's just there. And someone who is this is still asleep will say, ah, it's my effort, it's my thing. But one who has this soul awake, she says that upon earth, it is the best expression in the material creation, this gratitude. And she says it is, it is only a, its vibrations only a slight variation of the power of love. So love takes this form of gratitude in the heart. And of course in, the divine, in this context it is gratitude towards the divine. And whatever brings us in some way or the other some glimpse of the divine. So this gratitude which is there towards the divine should be is a very beautiful motive power. So these are the qualities that we need to, whose key we need to make, whose, through which we can enter. And any of these quality, particularly sincerity, humility is so important, vigilance, another quality which the mother tells us. So these are qualities which prevent us, make the journey safe. For instance, he says if there is lack of humility and instead there is vanity, then one is attacked by the hostile forces. They start making us filled with the idea of aggrandization that I am someone special, somebody great and etc, etc. Even I have met somebody, you know, who said, I am supreme, I don't need anything and anyone else. So I said, okay, but will you take the medicines? So he said, (laughs) said, (laughs) but I am supreme. I said, yes, but does your supreme tell you to take the medicine? That's my question. He said, okay, if you give me, I'll take. I said, good, that's all. You be supreme, I have no problem, all of us. All is supreme, everything is, all are supreme, (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) As long as your supreme is fine with this, it's fine. So, you know, it can lead to its imbalance of the mind takes place because if there is lack of humility, lack of vigilance, which she emphasizes so much. So all these and many more, Mother has spoken about these 12 qualities, she says there are many more and they change as we grow in consciousness. So, uh, because divine is Anant Gun. In Vedic times, they were known as gods. And here, the mother has made it God neutral or religion neutral. So they are the qualities. So they were godheads. Each godhead represented something who helped us in the journey. And then, of course, before we reach the doors of the sun, there are four main guardians of the gates of the sun. And we know that these four are. Maheshwari, Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati. Here again we see that she has made the worship of these great uh, cosmic powers religion neutral. So how do we worship Maheshwari? So she says that calm, wide. She stands on the heights, watches this play. She is full of peace. And yet she has a power which nothing can resist. That white light the mother speaks about. She says that great lady whose white light she knew right from childhood. Wisdom supernal, that's how one describes. Impartial inner dealings. 
even her rejections are not rejections but postponements she knows what she must do so to worship maheshwari means to grow in all these qualities she does not like when people are i mean like is a way of saying very partial towards oh my relative my uh, jatwala and my this wala and my that wala she 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 lifts those that's why you know people who sit on the thrones so they have to grow through that we have the stories of solomon vikramaditya it's a very interesting story since we mentioned vikramaditya you know is uh, uh, there is somebody who has to uh, exceed the throne and uh, singhasan batisi so it's the throne of the great king who in far back times rendered justice very impartially so as he wants to come to the throne uh, there are 32 dolls and each doll comes and says i have a question to see whether you are ready for the throne or not and she tells a story and uh, he has to give the answer and all the questions answers are wrong <laughs> at the end she says no no this is not the answer this is how so at the end he says i think i am not capable of sitting on this throne and then the 32 doll says now that you have the humility you can come to the throne very beautiful it's a tale of 32 singhasan batisi a very beautiful set of stories for children so this is uh, you know when we approach uh, maheshwari we have to have those uh, qualities we have to develop those qualities to uh, receive her blessing her but if we have the opposite arrogance we see the in triple soul forces i know it i have made it i can make artificial intelligence what is god got to do with anything god is only superfluous so when we do this kind of when we have this kind of approach then it's the asura who is speaking so in in triple soul forces we'll see and counter these great goddesses similarly mahakali she what does she like she likes that we are straight forward and frank truthful honest and to those who are ready for it strong if she is when we present ourselves before her we don't say everything is fine but please take care of this don't do this don't do this. no do's and don'ts then she acts when she acts in her might swiftly within a few moments we cross hurdles of centuries what does she do slays the head the ego if you are not ready for it we are not ready for entering the mansion of the lord that's why she changes time kali rapid frontal stroke but deception uh, saying one thing keeping something else in the heart all these things are not dear to her and if she comes she is not going to spare she is unsparing she wakes with pain if need be the slumbering sadhak so those who love mahakali they when the pain comes difficulty comes they say it's a grace that's how mother says take all your difficulties and ordeals as a grace and it will indeed be so those who are afraid of mahakali they'll say why have you done this to me ma so they take all this as a grace then mahalakshmi of course the most charming most beautiful most gracious full of harmony and beauty and love that binds this even our weaknesses she uses to lift us towards the divine so wherever there is beauty of thought feelings beauty in action beauty in every gesture posture beauty in surroundings so mahalakshmi likes it 
But where she sees that in the heart there is malice, there is jealousy, there is hatred, she is the shy goddess. She is not like Mahakali, frontal stroke. She goes behind, lets this poison stuff be released. So to worship Mahalakshmi we have to cultivate. The very nice bhajan of Dujendra Lal Roy which Shravindo has even translated or Anil Baran translated into English. And he says that Tumhe Malin, I say in Hindi first, Tumhe, it's originally is Bengali, then Hindi. Tumhe Malinata nahi suhati, me Malinata junga, satat poon vidhinish kalank ho karma tumhe bhajunga. You don't like dirt inside. Okay, I'll cleanse myself within and outside. In a proper and methodical way, vidhigvat. Then I'll sit at your altar and feel myself at least worthy to sit at your feet. That's Mahalakshmi. And but when she acts, the heart is full of ananda. Where she presses her feet, course miraculous streams of an entrancing ananda. And beauty and harmony, she loves harmony. That's why mother says, all that creates harmony is dear to her. And we see that Mahalakshmi's love extends to everything, animals to Plants and creation. And of course, Mahasaraswati, whose worship is by uh, being meticulous and perfect in everything. And this perfection is not just material. Even our attitudes, inner states, we should not be doing it just to show that, ah, see how neat and clean I have done it. It's not just about neatness and cleanliness. It's a total perfection. Like when we make a bonsai, we still keep the scissor that maybe. This how I have conceived. Maybe somebody else will make it even better. So these, this, when we do all this, we stand at the gates of the Divine Mother and she lets us in and then all is beauty and bliss. Or else, as I said, there is a master key and that master key is complete self-giving at her altar. As a great mystic has said, that there is a price to be paid to enter into the mansion of the Lord. Cut your head and keep it outside. Minimum is to keep the shoes outside. But maximum is to keep the head outside. And come and bow down and give oneself completely. Then one doesn't have to go through all this. So this is the background. Just one quickly, five minutes. I'll just, uh, just three, four minutes. I want to read one passage. Um, of the mother. So one of the qualities we have missed is receptivity and progress. So receptivity, when we give ourselves, we become receptive. If we have closed ourselves, we don't become receptive. We have to let things flow and give to the, the more we give to the divine, the more the pot is empty to receive more and more. So receptivity is important. Opening to the divine in a state of inner receptivity. The divine will give us, but if we have turned the patra, the pot upside down, if it is very small, narrow, then we will not receive much. So it's important to become wide, supple, to open towards the divine mother and then we become receptive. But what I wish to read is, it is from the last conversation of the mother on the playground. So it's very beautiful where after a long passage she describes in fact the vast majority of men are like prisoners with all the doors and windows closed so they suffocate 
which is quite natural. So all our suffocation is basically stifling feeling is because of this. A lot of youngsters go through it these days. But they have with them the key that opens the doors and windows and they do not use it. So we are not left without the key. The key is given to us. Certainly there is a time when they don't know they have the key. But long after they have come to know it, long after they have been told about it, they hesitate to use it and doubt whether it has the power to open the doors and windows or even that it is a good thing to open them. See the context, last talk on playground after which she stopped going. And the mother was asked, that why have you stopped? She says, do you people really come to listen? Do you really want to listen? And then, this is Taradi is growing up with the mother, you see that then she, uh, she says, no, no, mother, some of us wanted. Then she became that Maheshwari Mahalakshi. <laughs> some of the thoughts and aphorisms, all that. But otherwise, she could see that people are not interested. So she, she says this, and when we see it, it's the state of the humanity in general, all of us. Um, and even then they feel that after all, it might, even when they feel that after all, it might be good, there remains some fear. What will happen when these doors and windows are open? And they are afraid. They are afraid of being lost in the light and freedom. They are afraid of being lost in that light and freedom. They want to remain what they call themselves, sanity. Samanash Ramakrishna. That people say that people who see God like this are mad. He says, anyways, all are mad. Better to be dharma pagal, mad after the divine, than to be pagal after kamani and kanchan. Than <laughs> to be mad after money and all these things. They like their falsehood and their bondage. Something in them likes it and goes on clinging to it. They still have the impression that without their limits, they would not no longer exist. So, without the name, without my designation, without the degree and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, we won't exist. Not realizing that then we will begin to exist in the true sense. So, she closes this by saying, that is why the journey is so long. People often say, it's a difficult yoga. No. We have made it difficult. The difficulty is in us, not in the yoga. That is why the journey is so long. That is why it is difficult. For if one truly consented to cease to exist, everything would become so easy, so swift, so luminous, so joyful. Even that I want an experience. What should be a method and technique for me to have an experience? Me is continuing to saying me, 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 me. To be replaced by only one alphabet change. That to a vowel. Instead of me, it should be ma, 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 ma. What does it matter? Whether one has an experience, this experience, that, this, that. Whatever it is. So to live with that. So she says that people are afraid. But perhaps not in the way. Ah, that is why the journey is so swift, so luminous, so joyful. But perhaps not in the way men understand joy and ease. So joyful, oh, then, you know, everything in my job will be success story. So she says, not that way, but you will be in that state of inner ananda and peace, regardless. And she'll take care of all your needs, regardless. This is the Yogshem Bahamayam, the trust, the bond of trust.
that we forge with the divine. In truth, there are very few people who do not enjoy fighting. There are very few who could accept the absence of night. Few can conceive of light except as the opposite of darkness. Without shadows, there would be no picture. Without struggle, there would be no victory. Without suffering, there would be no joy. She says most people believe this. That is what they think. And so long as one thinks in this way, one is not yet born into the spirit. Because being born into the spirit is to move from joy to greater joy, from freedom to greater freedom. And the last sentence, though it may or may not be relevant here, but it's very touching. Because this is the last conversation in the playground. She says, this... uh, This is what they think and so long as one thinks in this way one is not yet born into the spirit. And she used the word new birth and yes, this is the last of the Wednesday conversations of the mother. Maybe with this thought maybe all be born into the spirit. We are already born into the spirit. We have to just know it. (laughs) So (laughs) we have to just um, be born several times over as the Vedic Rishi said. We have to grow in the spirit And we have to live in the spirit and we have to live for the joy of the spirit and the freedom of the spirit. That is the mother. Thank you.